Halloween morning. And that means it's time for the Halloween episode of Rotten Mornings. The best way to start your Halloween off rotten. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to another episode, a very special Halloween episode of Rotten Mornings. Yes, it is, I suppose. Uh, well, as special as any of them have been so far. Yes, that is that, that I can agree with. Oh, man, what an evening we had last night. Indeed. Where were we at? Hellbilly Hollow. Oh, that's right. Hellbilly Hollow. That is a super fun, super fun place. Yes, we had tons of fun out there. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, Jess got to, to come out. Yes, Jess was out there. Michaela was out there with us. Yep. Got to see a lot of a lot of people we knew and uh, just had a, a, a great time with that. Um, got to see a couple of episodes yesterday, right? Uh, what? Was there, there was a couple of things on the Rotten Broadcasting, right? Uh, there was one thing. Oh, yes. Rotten Mornings. <laughs> you know, it seems like when we put less stuff up there, you know less about what's going on. This is this is rotten strips, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had an episode of Rotten Mornings yesterday where we finished up our series on cursed films. And then we had an episode of Rotten Strips. We did. It was we, uh, it was hilarious. Very good. I'm super glad to see some more uh uh scarlet in our stuff, man. That was great. Yeah. Her deep throat Clown. made a balloon. It's awesome. <laughs> Clown in a box. God, that was awesome. That. The fact that she can fit in such a tiny box. Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't at all mad at me for making her do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to send someone some flowers. Unrelated. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Hey, um, so that was the the last episode of really of the the rotten broadcast uh, for for October. So it was. I kind of wanted to. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of wanted to go over some numbers uh, with you guys. Um, rotten mornings. Uh, we've had uh, this is our thirty third episode. There's over eighteen hours. Of podcast Ooh, material, God, wow, yeah, and of eighteen hours of podcast material, <laughs> uh, let's see, I did some numbers here. Three minutes are good. Ah, no, I don't think it said that. Oh, you know, I rounded up two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's been over 372 plays, and it has a, a whopping estimated audience, and I hope you're sitting down for this, of 11. <laughs> nice. 
the number one episode was surprise, surprise, clowns. Scarlet's episode, of course. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Strips has had 30 episodes at about five minutes each. That's 150 minutes or two and a half hours of wow. Rotten Strips. Yeah. Uh, the Grimm episodes, there were four. There was uh, nearly 50 minutes of material there. Yeah. Um, the Rotten House had eight episodes. Uh, that's an hour and 18 minutes of Rotten House. Yeah. Uh, we Are Not Alone had eight episodes and comes in at about 43 minutes. Yeah, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. There was uh, seven episodes of Unfinished Reviews. Yes. Okay, about 30 minutes there. And uh, we're looking at five episodes of of the 2020 reviews for about an hour. Yeah. That's 25 hours of just uh, of just the programming that was recorded. Now we had a ton of lives and all of that, but uh, over 25 hours of recorded. Uh, material that means this is material that we recorded and we edited and we published uh, all within this month. Yeah, oh, good god! Yeah, so you're looking at almost three full days worth of shit that we did just this month. Yes, when I say 25 hours, I definitely well, mean three full 25 days. Hours plus a couple of hours of lives plus all the hours of the podcast. Which is the was 18, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a that's a tremendous amount of work. Yes. Yeah, it was. Thank you guys for allowing us to do all that for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being so gracious as to yeah. to do a thing for you that you neither asked for nor wanted. We appreciate you. We appreciate now. Every- oh man, just lots of love and and lots of gratitude. Help this much than we ever have. Are you there? Hey, we're we're gonna jump to a break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back. I was just trying to say that, you know, I want to thank, like, everybody who has helped us out because we've gotten more help this month than we ever have uh, with getting likes, with getting shares, with people helping us out with the episodes, Uh, all the help that Graham has given us, man. She is just, for not being, like, directly, like, us, she has bent over backwards to bring us footage, and just she's just been going, going, going. She's getting us more talent. Cool. Uh, we actually got to meet Sydney tonight, and she is the most fun-sized person in the world, uh, which is awesome, dude. She's gonna be great for us because she's gonna she can be so creepy. Um, 
just like, dude, we cannot thank you guys enough for all you allow us to do. That's that's absolutely uh, the truth right there. And, you know, we've got our are joining up with us and and we're excited about those but also uh the guys that run these haunts and the people that put on these haunts have just more embraced us this year than we ever had and there's just more love coming from the haunt community and man we cannot tell you how excited and and grateful that makes us we cannot we can't tell you how grateful we are to all the haunts that have posted us, that have allowed us. And it just like, it literally like enjoy our bullshit. Like surprise, surprise. I thought, I thought we were in a very uh, minority uh, group of enjoying our stuff. Yeah, and we are, but other, <laughs> <laughs> no one likes us like we like us. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, and I want to say to everybody, y'all make sure and understand this. October is over. Yes. That has nothing to do with the rotten standing. We don't end because of October. We're just a different entity during October. We do, however, want to take a small break, at least. And then we'll hit the end. Good deal. Um... Uh, a couple other th- just just shout outs. I I, I kind of want to just say, and this is kind of we're getting sappy, but it's Halloween and it's wrapping up our season or, or this season. Um, and uh, I I want to say thank you to you two, uh, Brandy. You've been uh, incredible and and super helpful and 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 power through this and dealing with our bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that makes you a, a just a damn champion. And uh, Matt, Matt, most yeah. of the numbers that I put out there uh, was stuff that, that you edited and, and you put together. Uh, uh, it is a, a big, like a team effort, but man, you, you run this thing and, and you do a fantastic job. Well, of course, of course, you know good and damn well that we are grateful to you. And I can't yes. tell you how many people I've said, like, man, if it, if it wasn't for Scott, 50% of my shit would not be done. True. Yeah, and uh, and if it wasn't for Matt, fifty uh, percent of my stuff would be better. So the thing is, <laughs> I did hear. Yeah, people told me that if we release less stuff, we would be liked oh. more. Is that? Has someone told you that? That means they're paying yeah. attention. Something we're doing is right. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you something funny we heard after you left the haunt uh, last night. Somebody comes walking out of the house. They walk right up to us, walk right up to me and Brandy, yeah. where we're sitting there talking to Tim. And they're like, man, your haunt is so much better than haunt X, right? Right. And started hearing that all night. But these two particular people said something that really, like, hit us in the smiles. They were like, we were at the haunted, we were out at another haunt, and somebody at that haunt said, Check out Rotten Reviews. And at first, we thought it was people with the other haunt that told them that, but then they repeated it and said it was two people standing in line in front of them. That's awesome. 
people standing in line at haunts are talking about rotten reviews and they don't know us from silk. Oh man, uh, it's so funny because like just like strangers uh, know us so well and like remember our name and and remember details like that and that's so important. Um, I, I like things that remember details like the fact that I was standing right beside you when that happened. The <laughs> it's just a small detail he was he was trying to point out the other times that it continued to happen after you left because it did happen multiple times what was wild is that like people beelined to the guy in the dumb skull hat with the rotten review shirt to tell him that specifically (laughs) that was awesome hey you're that skull hat guy are you skull boy yeah I'm skull boy from rotten reviews (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hey, never never underestimate my genius and branding to make sure that I have that so we have yes. that, you know? <laughs> yes, I don't underestimate that or or underestimate that. I don't even estimate that. Well, you we can't estimate you're an idiot. Well, we actually did have groups there at the end of the night thanking us for the experience they had as if we had anything to do with it. Because you know how yeah. Tim is. Tim has everybody out there convinced that I own the place and he works for me and I'm a ball. Uh, well, you know, I, I'll tell you, um, it, and it, it may not, may, people may not realize this, but there are there are certain haunts that, uh, we have been to hundreds of times, and you guys have been to hundreds of times, and along the way uh, made the comment and made the critique and have made uh, the haunts better, and I think they would say that too. 100% Tim even says that. He's like, you know, y'all don't ever think that y'all are assholes because, like, we we want to hear that. We want to know what y'all think because – you you can look at it. We can't. We don't got time to look at everything like that. Yeah, but he follows it up by calling us assholes. So yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he's wrong. Uh, no, he's not <laughs> wrong. So at least there's that. Um, and, and really, I, I think that was kind of the the whole goal, right? Was to just to be a a, a hand to the to the hunt. Exactly, yeah. and we are doing that. Uh, there's lots more to come, guys, and and uh, just bigger and, and 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 bolder, I guess. Yeah, indeed, okay. indeed. Well, um, so today is Halloween. It is All Hallows Eve, Saint Halloween, as it were. Things. Uh, we talked about this last night. Uh, this is Halloween with a full moon, and this hasn't happened since 1944. And Damn. the curse placed on this land ends on the next full moon. <laughs> oh, hollow! You know what? I don't know where that story's going. The end. Hmm. And now I feel all alone. Oh, oh. Are you there? Sorry, just walked in the door. My dog is going nuts. Uh, 
let's take a quick break. Yes, and you want to come back with the subnatural yeah. stuff? Uh, if you guys... Give me, uh, give me, give me a little, yeah. little break, okay? Uh, you guys aren't joining us for that. You guys right. have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning, guys. Stay rotten. According to Wikipedia, the Bell Witch is a legend from the northwest Robertson County, Tennessee. Farmer John Bell Sr. resided with his family along the Red River in an area currently near the town of Adams. According to the legend, from 1812 to 1821, his family and the local area came under attack from a mostly invisible entity that was able to speak, affect the physical environment, and shapeshift. Some accounts record the spirit also to have been clairvoyant and capable of crossing long distances with superhuman speed. Guys, today we're talking about the Bell Witch. Wow. 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 What a what an intro. What was it? Nope. <laughs> was it like blong, blong, the bell witch? Blong, 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 blong. Did I already send it to you? <laughs> <laughs> no. It it said that's was pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, this is the last time we are getting together to discuss the subnatural. The subnatural! Brought to you by Rotten Reviews, the substandard. That's right, we are the substandard. Oh, man. Um, Bell Witch. The bell topic. Oh my God! What a great, great, and enrichingly insane story that basically has every trope that you hear about in any American haunting that you hear, and all those tropes were all formed from this story. It's true. Um, I think one of the most interesting aspects of it is that. Much like this podcast, it is misleading. It is quite <laughs> misleading. The Bell Witch? Which mm. is a complicated statement, considering that it's more like the Bell Ghost, right? Right. Well, at the same but... time, it's also not a ghost, because then that would imply that the girl that was the owner of the ghost died, which is also not the case. Well, it also is the fact that it's called the Bell Witch because it's named after the family most known to be affected by it, not named for the entity itself. Yeah, and I'm glad that you said it that way because this is one of those rare, uh, could we say haunted house? Not really, because it wandered to the neighbors. Yes, to steal liquor. (laughs) And, like, it would go intercontinental. It would. It literally 
Well, you know what? We, we, we're jumping a little bit ahead of the story now. Do you really want to start and go through this story? Nope. Because <laughs> this, really, this all really started with um, Kate uh, Bats, who now there's a little bit of a dispute over what the original problem was. There is tale that it was a land dispute. Uh, and that he had, after they had signed off on the deal, he was overtaxing her on the land. And uh-huh. that, that at the time was considered one of the worst sins to the church because usury. we were escaping taxism. It's called usury. Um, now, a lot of people dispute that that's complete and total BS. And what really happened was, is that uh, John Bell and Kate uh, Bat's brother, had a dispute over the sale of a slave. Yep. Uh-huh. So, um, <clears throat> now, the reason we are talking about Kate is because a little further in the story, we'll figure out why that name is so important. Yes, and, oh. and ac- actually, as as that progressed of them having a problem, there is a particular story of one day in church that a fellow was having a come to God moment where he was possessed by God, right? Mm-hmm. And Kate Batts walked into the church, had no idea what was going on, immediately came in and sat on top of the guy who was having the religious experience. And said, oh, well, I'm just going to shut this guy up. Well, this guy started yelling about, oh, good Lord, I feel the presence of Satan on my chest. And she just started hamming this guy up and misquoting the Bible because Kate Batts was like me. She just liked to make up words. So everybody was like, well, you're crazy anyways. And so she misquoted the Bible and they were like, whoa, what the hell? But again, I think that is still a little bit more of a story when the real story is, is that Kate Batts was just a woman that talked and they were like, she's probably a witch. Well, yeah, there there were rumors around town even before the Bell Witch story started going on. There were rumors around the area that she practiced black magic because she talked different She or she talked funny. She said the wrong words was used in multiple times, which me personally, that sounds like mansplaining. Uh, it sounds like Matt. It sounds like Matt. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now um, one of the things that uh, and we get some like backstory of Kate, but like we're talking about the Bell Witch, we're talking about this witch that was kind of attached to John Bell and John Bell had a strange encounter in a a field one day which was kind of a kind of a catalyst for this thing starting yes the black dog well the strange black animal that seemed similar to a dog I believe is how it was well I specifically call it a black dog for a particular reason Okay, but that's that's a later on in the story kind of particular reason. And this put at the beginning point, this is just a crazy ass black dog that shows up in a field and 
like everybody does in the olden days, they decided to fucking shoot at it. Yeah, now I've heard this. I've heard this described as uh, a strange creature, kind of a uh, rabbit with a dog face. Is yes. one of those stories that came out. So it was a. It was a. It was that. There was just a a strange dog out there. It was a kind of a deformed animal uh, per se. Yes. And after he shot at it multiple times, it just vanished. Yeah. So after this happens, the, the very night that this happens, uh, they start hearing uh, like scratching. On scratching and knocking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later, uh, the, the children's hair starts getting pulled in the night. Well, that's the, the thing about the later is, is that we're talking a good year and a half after knocking and just random stuff. That was and when knocking got progressively louder and worse and covers started being yanked off. But it was right. the witch particularly messed with the, um, Betsy. the Betsy Bell in particular, pulling her hair, slapping her, all these different things she would say. She would feel yeah, they started hearing voices. The yeah. ghost like holding her down at night, pushing on her chest and stuff like that. But it's they still would it wasn't heavy into the voice side of things yet. It was still just really light but, on the scratching. But there were many witnesses that could not only hear the smacking sound when Bessie would be slapped, but they would actually see the red mark develop on her face. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then from there, we kind of go into uh, more things happening with them. And then we're starting to hear uh, kind of not legible voices. And then later well, on, it becomes... Well, like, what, what they say really kind of got that to the jump off point was when when Betsy uh, was dating their one of their neighbors, uh, a kid by the name of Gardner that he was her age and she had a suitor that was a teacher that worked for the school that she was going to that was like in his 30s. Now, again, this girl was 14. Um, completely. I think, she, I think she was 12 when it first started. Oh, she was 12. This is, by, by now she's 14 and there's this 38-year-old dude that wants to date her. Now, that would be that would be weird, but you have to remember that John Bell married his wife at 14. Okay. So back then, people were old. People were marrying fourteen-year-olds like it was no biggie. Yeah, uh, the times were different. Very different. Now, so as as the voices started, it almost seemed like they were they were completely centered on Betsy. It was all about her, and then it seemed like the witch got involved in her love life. Uh, yes, she was very determined that she would not marry her her uh, neighborhood suitor. Yes, that she want the witch wanted her to marry the teacher all the way down to a fact where they were having a family barbecue, and Mister Gardner decides to stand up in the group and profess his love to her, and before he can say a word, the witch comes on the loudspeaker and is like. Betsy, don't ever marry this Gardner guy. He's a piece of shit. He's a, I will follow you to the ends of earth. Which we think is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all those so, people out there were just like, all right, the witch is talking. Everybody listen up. 
Yeah. And it was a that was a kind of a strange thing, her obsession with Betsy, because Betsy and John seemed to be her two main targets. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> we've skipped just a little bit. I just want to say that like uh it was voices and then it was like a like a rough demonic voice, and then it became kind of a pleasant female voice, and then it started going by the name of Kate. Yes, but around the time it started going by the name Kate, it developed four personalities. That's right. And there were four ghosts that would talk to them. There was the mathematician, who was just like the literal mind. There was a little a little girl that kind of like was like, oh, y'all, what are we going to do? There was the um, the kind of the witch, the Kate witch. And then there was one called the Black Dog. And he was like the demon darker one of the whole group. Yeah, the, the Black Dog actually made like several appearances. And one, he had like a gang of other ghosts with him. Yes. And the wild thing about the voices when there were four of them is that it became a barbershop quartet. It was the weirdest, the weirdest thing I've ever heard about in a haunting is that the ghost would perform for the bells. This story is so insane that this is not even like it's not even close to any other haunting. No. There are ghosts that will do singing. Kate would, would frequently just sing. But also, like, Kate would just produce fruit out of the air for them. Yeah. Like, I got this from the West Indies. Enjoy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the weirdest parts is other than with John there, with John Bell himself, you know, aside from him, there were many cases of the witch being helpful to people and providing useful information. Yeah, and and the the uh, uh, Kate just absolutely adored Lucy, who was uh, John's wife. Yes, <laughs> which is how do you have how do you have a haunting with a spirit that's like. Hey, I, just, I only I only dislike you know a couple of you. That yeah, to be pretty good. Not to mention that same haunting is had like saved the kids' lives on multiple occasions. Yes, on multiple occasions, this uh, demonic entity uh, turned out to be an angel. Well, I honestly think that around the time that the 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 witch was quote was like saving people's lives was around the time that Betsy had become older and it kind of seemed like she was trying to spin the haunting in a different way. And when, when we kind of get to what we think the end of the story is, I'll explain that a little bit more tangibly, but she started making the witch a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, um, guys, for y'all who are, who are listening, who didn't uh, grow up with stories of the Bell Witch, who didn't, or, or who were not familiar with this story, there's a ton of really good stuff out there. We're 
we don't have enough time to hit everything in this. We're going to hit a lot of it, but uh, it's just every time you turn open one page, there's a million stories about that one thing. Yeah, it wasn't that this was just a family that was crazy. This was national. Yes, there were tons of people that came out there and talked to the witch. They used to have like coffee at the end of the night and the family would just sit around and bullshit with the witch. Yeah, she would join in on their family discussions regularly. One of the the things that would happen uh, frequently would a a stranger who they didn't know uh, would have heard the story and would come and knock and the witch would tell that the stranger uh, intimate details about this person that they weren't even expecting to show up. Yep. Uh, There's even uh, recorded documents of detectives going out there to put an end to this tomfoolery. Yes. Sham and uh, probably being the most terrified of anyone who ever stepped foot in their house. Well, the beauty of all the people that went out there to debunk it was almost as if like the bell witch was punking them. Like it was, it wasn't like, you know, you think about something like, um, Oh, one of the bloom house movies with the paranormal investigators. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And the, like, they're like in there, they're the comic relief. Ha ha ha. And then all of a sudden the ghost like kills them. Right. And they're out of the movie. That's not, that's not how this haunting went. The Bell Witch wanted to just make them look like morons. <laughs> and so it went out of its way to like do just like kindergarten type bullshit to them. Like uh, one of the uh, researchers, the witch literally stayed in his ear all night long until he left, basically saying that he was an uncooked sausage and was a piece of shit. It's so crazy. There was another uh, detective who went out there and he was like, uh, I'm an expert in debunking this stuff. And he's out there for like three days. The witch does nothing. Yeah. And, and he said so, that it was my superior aura that is keeping the witch away. Well, he's uh, he's uh, like they're having a big party. And he's like, uh, this is all, it's all ventriloquism. This is all a joke. And, uh, and I, you know, I'm leaving in the morning and, uh, the witch makes her presence known and is like, no, no, John, don't worry. I got this. And, uh, that whole night just whipped his ass. Yeah. And there was a part in that night when the witch is sitting on his chest. And he's in there screaming. And the Bell family comes in. Oh, little technical difficulty there. That was a weird hiccup. Uh, you said he was sitting. Uh, the, the Bell Witch is sitting on this guy's chest? Sitting on his chest. He can't get up out of bed. The Bell family comes into the room and hears him freaking out. And the witch, while the Bell family is standing in the doorway looking at this guy, the witch says to this guy, so, you think it's one of the bells. Well, which bell is it? They're all standing right here in front of you right now looking at you like you're an asshole. Which one is sitting on you? And he's like, uh, I, I don't do good with riddles. <laughs> he stayed up the rest of the night uh, cowering by uh, a, a candle 
Because yes, the witch, the, dark. the witch literally said to him, now get up out of bed, go sit in that chair, or I will smack your head off. And he went and sat in his chair with his fucking candle and shut his mouth. It's so weird how much this bell witch sounds like Brandy. The <laughs> I am telling you. Not to mention she sung to them. She yeah. like, <sighs> she she wasn't a big fan of the males in the house. Like all of these, <laughs> she's taught crazy. Yeah, oh, with oh, all oh. these spangled women higher up in businessy stuff. What's going on here? What kind of crazy witch talk is coming from a wife? Black magic, black magic. Oh man, there's there's so many great stories uh, about the Bell Witch. So many recorded documents there's so many good books that were from the people who lived it and then there's books from the neighbors who are like hey um we're gonna write this book i know you're expecting it to us to say you know that they, they were just a kind of a kooky family and they did this thing no all this happened and then the bell witch would come over to our house too yeah well there were so, plenty of stories about how when they had the four voices uh, the mm-hmm. black dog, the, mati- the mathematician, the young lady, and the other guy, that those voices would literally get drunk. And the bells would take all the liquor out of their house so the voices couldn't get drunk. So they would go to the gardener's house, her old suitor, and steal liquor from their house to get drunk. Now, have you ever heard of ghosts going to the neighbor's house to steal liquor so they could get fucked up? Yeah, it, not something you hear with Casper or Jeffrey. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine uh, the uh, exorcist and, and this Stephen's like, hey, I know, I, I know, I'm just kind of sneak out really quick. No big deal, guys. Yeah, like, it's like P- Pazuzu is like, hey, hold on one sec, I'll be right back. And then, like, Reagan's just laying there and she's like, oh, my God, I, 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 I'm cured. The demon's gone. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I just had to get a 40. Let me get back in there. Hold on one second. Okay, we're good. <laughs> hey, um, so I, I want to kind of right here, I just kind of wanted to ask you to, uh, y'all grew up in, in an area near uh, where this stuff happened. This is kind of close to home to you, too. So I kind of to hear so. some stories that you guys heard growing up. And I know that we've we've done some research before this podcast, but uh, aside from that research, like what what was y'all thinking of the Bell Witch before this research? Was it similar? Was it different? Is it is well? It just a I'll whole tell you. Thing? Before I heard the story, what I heard in the ways of people telling me in Nashville about it was people would tell me about going by the property. And this black shadow would just come running out of nowhere and just chase you down no matter what you did. That's what I always heard. And it wasn't as much on the property as it was at the Bell Witch Cave. Yes. That when I was younger, it was all about the cave. The cave was where all the activity was at. Well, there are still many reported stories around the cave now, too. But when I was going growing up as a child in Nashville, like I never heard the stories about Bloody Mary. I heard those stories, but it was always about the Bell Witch. 
like you could say the bell witch in a mirror three times and she would appear behind you or things to that effect like everything was about the bell witch but it wasn't really associated with the legend of the bell witch it was just she was the thing to be scared of yeah but there have been many different stories um as far as the bell witch cave even going on now like uh there's many people that go out to visit it have difficulty starting their cars afterwards um there's many times where they come out of the cave and go back to their cars and there will be words written on the windshield like don't come back anymore um and everyone that goes out there reports of half of their photos won't develop that's weird and the uh, the fella from Ghost Adventurers believes that that cave is uber super duper haunted. Yes, uh, there's a there's another story, and I don't remember exactly when this happened, but there's another story of a group of football players from Vandy held a séance there one night. And there's lots of people that go out to the cave to do séances, but uh, apparently there was a group of football players there one night, and three of them fell to the floor all of a sudden and could not get up even with the other guys pulling on them, trying to lift them off the ground. So uh, help me out uh, a little bit um, or or help us all out here with the story. The John Bell shoots at this mysterious thing. They're scratching, turns into voice, turns into voices. Uh, there is a, a main entity who uh, is uh, or who will answer to Kate, and then um, <clears throat> she's kind of obsessed with John Bell. Uh, ultimately, says, "I will be with him until he dies." Uh, he dies and uh, interrupts the the funeral to uh, again proclaim her presence. And says that I won't be back for another seven years. Yep. Yes. So talk to me about the cave. What do you mean? What is the cave? Well, the cave was originally like thought that they, when the Bell family went down and fucked with that cave, that they believed that they kicked over a bunch of Indian bones and had already stirred up a lot of shit in that cave, regardless of the witch. And it's still in the same county, in the same area of uh, north central Tennessee, too, is is the Adams, Tennessee area and the Red River area. But the thing that happened mostly with the cave, which is weird, is that the kids actually almost got hurt multiple times at the cave and the witch was there to keep them from getting hurt. Yeah. This was definitely the main center of the area where she started being known for saving people. There was a a story about when, uh, the what's her name betsy it was betsy and i believe richard were down at the cave and uh richard goes into the cave kicks some dirt gets buried under dirt she doesn't know where the kid's at she's freaking out trying to figure out where her brother is and she hears the witch say i'll go and fetch him out and what the kid said happened was he felt like strong hands grab him by the feet 
and pull him out of the rubble that he was buried under 12 feet out of the front of the cave until he came to rest outside of the cave. Well, that doesn't seem like a normal haunting at all. And how was it that when I was a kid, the cave was associated with such fear and hatred, but in the actual story, it was only good shit that happened at the cave because it was like where the kids went to be with the witch away from the father. And even the kids themselves was like, hey, don't tell dad that the witch is being good to us. Why, why not? Because he was getting such shit from the witch. They thought it would make him angry at them. Well, he was also the one that towards the beginning of this haunting uh, he forbid the family members to speak of it and let anyone outside of the family know about it. Now, that Which went clearly away. did not happen. Yeah, well, obviously that went away at some point because he then became known for inviting people to come witness it, uh, including Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that that is a, a, a wacky part of the story because Andrew Jackson... Um, while it's not documented that he went there, uh, like officially, it is documented that he owned land uh, nearby. And the story said that he wasn't a researcher. He was just curious about the story. and popped Yeah. Well, well, also, uh, John Bell and two of his sons, I believe, had served under Andrew Jackson as a general during the, uh, the war prior to this. Wow. Yeah, this is a this is a strange a strange tale. Which I I would if uh, if y'all are willing, I would like to tell um, the version that I know best of the Andrew Jackson visit. I know there's a few different accounts for it. Some of them shorter, some of them longer. Uh, but if you'll bear with me for a minute, I'd like to tell the version that I know the best. So, I would love to do that, but we're going to take a quick break for our ad sponsor, and when we come back, we're going to hear that story. Indeed. That sounds good. What a fantastic ad sponsor. Guys, if you haven't already, go out and get some of Brandy's Andrew Jackson stories. Available <laughs> now where all books are sold. Uh-huh, uh. <laughs> what you got Brid? all right so according to the legend andrew jackson went to north tennessee just to see the bell witch for himself and as he and his men neared the bell farm one of their wagons got stuck and as it was said like by each and every account was but not in mud it was dry uh there was no reason, apparent reason, for the wagon to have been stuck. It was as if an unseen force had stopped them. There was no damage to the wheels, and the horses just refused to go any further. Uh, there were men that tried to push it, and nothing happened. And it is claimed that at this point, Jackson said, By the eternal, boys, this is the witch! And then immediately afterwards, a disembodied female voice replies, all right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you tonight. 
and the wagon apparently then started moving of its own accord. So that night, they were camping on the Bell Witch property in tents, um, and one of the men with them while they were camping was calling himself a witch hunter. And he had a silver bullet that he was showing everyone and talking about how that's why the witch hadn't shown herself yet because he's got this silver bullet and, and it, it can hit anything and she's scared of this bullet. And Andrew Jackson apparently whispers to another man, I bet this fellow is an errant coward. By the eternal, I do wish the thing would come. I want to see him run. Then the group hears footsteps and the same disembodied female voice saying, all right, General, I am at hand and ready for business. The voice then demanded that the witch hunter shoot, but when he tried, his gun didn't fire. The guy was then struck by an unseen force and they watched him get shoved out of the tent. And he was shouting that something was sticking painful pins into him and then cried out that something had him by the noise, by, by the nose. And they, the, the people there said they saw his nose flaring as if somebody had stuck their fingers into his nose and were dragging him around by the nose. The voice then said, how the devil did run and beg. I bet he won't come through here again with his old horse pistol to shoot me. I guess that's fun enough for tonight, General, and you can go to bed now. I will come tomorrow night and show you another rascal in this group. And P.S. That guy got the fuck out of there and never talked to the the to Grant ever again. Yeah. Uh, and supposedly Jackson was eager to stay for the next night to see what would happen, but his men had had enough, so they all returned to Nashville. Hmm. That is very interesting. You know, the, the, when, you're, when you're telling this part about the guy and he's like, I am a witch hunter. I have this silver bullet that can hit anything. Uh, for some reason, I'm reminded of the leprechaun in Mobile. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there is a guy who's like, I come from a long line of leprechaun hunters and I have this leprechaun whistle. And he holds up a piece of scaffolding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we know what that is. Like, who did you fool just now? I'll tell you, one of the things that's interesting about this when it comes to the idea of having that guy that says he was a witch hunter, that's so a trope now when it comes to witch movies or haunting movies. Just like they had a guy that came to exercise it that was the jock guy that was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to kick this ghost's ass. Then you had the other really smart, like, science demon hunter that showed up with all his flasks and all his spells. And, like, it just seems like this story wrote all of Bloom's House movies that came out after the fact. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Absolutely. Except for the fact that, like they said, all, all like all haunt movies are now just like metaphors for loss. Yeah. So <clears throat> we we previously discussed uh, 
the the Mothman occurrences and how the Mothman occurrences dealt with uh, not just a man shaped like a moth, but also you know we were talking about Thunderbirds being there and yep. the the Greys being there and the Men in Black being there, like all of these different entities. We talked about. Uh, we didn't do a podcast about it, but we brought up Skinwalker Ranch that had all these different supernatural things. Yeah. So there are things that there has to be something to it if all of these supernatural stories are coming from this one place. Definitely. But, okay, so do you have any more research that you want to go over about this story? or Um... No, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, because you had mentioned earlier about how uh, the witch said she would return again in seven years. And uh, apparently she did and focused mainly on the eldest son, where they would apparently just have late night conversations with each other on a regular basis about world matters. And the witch was apparently known to even make predictions of things that turned out to be accurate, including the Civil War. Well, that is that is something very uh, notable. Right. So after she returns and she's having these conversations, what happens to her then? Like nothing, I guess. She just goes to the cave. (laughs) Well, it it was said that she would hang around for days at a time, sometimes weeks, and then be gone again for several years. Okay. Now, now, Matt, you had said kind of the, uh, had, had kind of teased the end of this story. So where do you think this story ends? Well, I believe that this story is not a story about a witch or a ghost or anything like that. I believe, like most stories, that it is a human condition story. Um, it is not 100% proven, but there is a lot of under-the-table voices that say that John Bell was molesting his 14-year-old daughter or his 12-year-old daughter this whole time. And that if you look at her hair being pulled, people being held down, that everything that the ghost did was, well, excuse me, that the witch did was an example of how John Bell would rape his daughter. I've heard those stories. And that the fact that the reason the witch got caught up in her marrying a younger guy was because it was all about John Bell and her being okay. Like there's this back and forth with her trying to manifest the okayness with what was going on with her and her father. But one thing that is definitely true was that John Bell died from a poisoning that they say was done by the witch. But the poison was found in the house. They said that the vial had never been seen before by anyone else. Um, as he was dying, it just appeared next to his bedside and no one in the family would admit to having ever seen it before. But the son immediately fed some of it to the cat who immediately fell into convulsions and died. Yeah, and I think the story is that they 
that it was like a, a brown smoking liquid. Yeah. And they had fed it to his cat. And then after the cat went into convulsions, they took the vial and they threw it into the fireplace and it emitted like a a blue flame. Yeah. And I think that that was just the... Someone in the family. The youngest daughter trying to kill the dad for what he did because she was slowly but surely gaining her independent womanhood through the idea of this demon. Okay. I don't know how... I, I totally see where you you are going with that story, and uh, it lines up with a lot of parts of the story. The visitors who would come and hear the disembodied voice, it less lines up with, but I well, can see where you're going I, I project that the... Uh, that that voice is just a ventriloquistic thing that the girl was doing. There are many cases. Um, the famous, the famous, um, it wasn't the Boily Rectory. It was the other ghost, uh, in Britain, uh, the weasel. Um, uh, what was his name? Well, there's a famous ghost weasel in Britain. That's basically the same thing. And that everybody's like, well, it was because their daughter was hella good at voices and throwing her voice. Yeah, uh, many poltergeist type stories that are thought to have uh, actually been brought on by someone suffering a traumatic experience. The the early levels of or the early stages of spiritualism with mediums and all of that, uh, with the seances and. Uh, really coming into prominence was around the turn of the century. And if you, if you ever done any research into Houdini, Houdini was like always, Hey, all of that's a hoax. It's all ventriloquism. I can show you how, how I would do it and I'll replicate it perfectly on stage. But the Fox sisters had kind of perfected that where they were both could throw their voice and, and make things move through tricks. Right. Uh, and that was like a big contention between uh, friends, uh, Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, because Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's wife was a medium and he was diehard spiritualism. Like, this is all absolutely real. There's yeah. no way any of this could be fake. And Houdini's like, you're smarter than that, though. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of, we're seeing that in like present day where uh, people will have one political view and then someone will have another political view, and you're like, you can't see through the bullshit? Mr. Yeah. You're, the, you're supposed to be smarter than that. Dude, you know how many people are using that argument right now to argue the opposite of each other all the time? Yeah, and both sides are like, no, your side is bullshit. Yeah. I thought you could see it. Like, how can you not see that this guy's full of shit? And they're like, well, how can you not see that that guy's full of shit? And everybody else is sitting here going, why is America full of shit right now? Why, yeah. why, why do we all agree that our choices suck? And I think that it is a telling sign of the times when people in this country look for hope to rotten. <laughs> Oh, oh, rotten, art thou 
not but a beacon of light. And <laughs> we didn't ask to be that, guys. We're, we're that's not what we're trying to do. We're just we're we just suck. To be <laughs> we're at least the only ones that will tell you that we honestly suck. Yes, and we can honestly agree that if you don't like us, you're probably dead right. <laughs> you're probably in a group of people uh, that know about us. And you yeah. know, bad news is there. One of the fun things that I got to tell everybody at Hellbilly Hollow, because, you know, Tim, he's like, he'll talk shit about us. But then when he talks to me, he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm just I'm just bullshitting you. And I keep telling him, dude, every time you say a harsh word about rotten, we get 100 more followers. Keep it up. It's true. So true. (laughs) Our, Our only our only thing is that we suck. And if we ever lose the suck. Who are we? I know. <laughs> like I, I, I encourage everyone to talk shit about us because, dude, we get so much more interest in us. And I'm telling you, not naming any names of other companies or anything like that. I hear a lot of different performers, a lot of different companies that bitch and moan about people talking shit about them. I will never do that. Please talk about us. I thought you were like, I'll never talk about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> No, we will. We will. But uh, before we talk about anyone, before we say one bad word about anyone out there, we'll say it about us first. Yes, we yeah, will. True. And that is the that is our 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 sticking point. That is our gospel. That is something that will always be true of us. And if it's not, we have sold out. Don't listen to us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Don't listen to us. I I, I remember. Uh, that 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 is an actual quote uh, from the drummer of Slipknot. Uh, I saw him before that was even a band that anyone had ever seen, and he goes to me. He goes, "Hey man, you like our stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "If you ever see us on like MTV, man, we have sold out. Stop listening to us that day because that's not who we are." <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of the listeners. Uh, to this podcast may not know but uh, MTV used to play music videos it was wild yeah oh gosh guys is there anything else oh hey I did want to ask this though about the Bell Witch um, if it's not as as Matt says a projection uh, oh Brandy did you have a theory uh, well not necessarily I kind of I kind of see where he's going with the uh child trauma um but i do think for those people that still believe it to be the ghost of kate bats that really doesn't make any sense considering that kate bats died 27 years after john bell so i don't think it's that yeah that was always kind of an interesting thing why people would think that uh, her ghost was haunting them uh, when her her was very still much alive. Yes. Yeah, and still living in the same area too. So, uh, guys, we're gonna uh, we got one more ad sponsor, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, if you guys haven't ever purchased it, buy all forty eight volumes of Scott and Matt is an idiot. And <laughs> 
available anywhere. Yeah, I think it's kind of they told us they were going to sponsor us by trying to sell a book where someone literally wrote a book about how much we suck. That's kind of fucked, but I'll take the money. Uh, that's true, but, uh, you know, we encourage bad press. It's true. Yeah, that's my new pen name. I I told a group of kids that you were actually banned from Hillbilly. That's why you were hiding from the clowns tonight. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Um. So, to when I told them which, when I told them that our name was on the wall, they thought it was like a "Don't let this guy in" kind of thing. <laughs> so fun. Um. When we're talking about the Bell Witch, I just kind of want to put this out there. Let's say, as a thought, as a possible theory, that. Aliens don't exist in corporeal form as as we do, or physical form that we do, and and an alien somehow got lost uh, and and stranded here, and then comes along and sees this family, and being uh, mischievous or or having a childlike wonder or anything like that, picks up on human habits enough to interact, but has all of the original, you know. Characteristics of an alien. I think that very easily could tie into this story. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. But to me, because of the childlike, because of the trauma, because of all these different things, that what I honestly think it was is that John Bell had a toothache and he had tooth problems back in the day when there was no way to deal with that kind of crap, right? Mm -hmm. So he started cooking up because he is a coward, probably. He started cooking up an excuse as to why he was having these problems. And so he might have mentioned, oh, I think a witch put a curse on me and that's the reason my tooth hurt, right? And then Betsy saw this as a great opportunity because she's like, my dad believes in witches. And I believe she taught all the other Bell children to do the same shit and that they were all helping out. A concerted group effort. Yes. Just like the weasel from the other story. And God, if I couldn't remember the name of the place that that was from. That's okay. Um, if, If we go with that theory, though, Matt, uh, my theory about uh, someone from a, of another planet, possibly Melmac, um, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work as well. Okay, that's fair. Well, uh, guys, do y'all have any other final thoughts on the Bell Witch? Uh, I don't think so. I, I did find it interesting on a complete side note uh, that you know, John Bell was a high-ranking member of the Baptist church in this area, and uh, some of the haunting stories had a religious aspect to them uh, in their telling. And uh, what I did not know prior to this research was that that church was the first church ever to be built anywhere near that area. Yeah, uh, if you go into like the the church aspect of this, 
a couple of things like emerged, like several different denominations came from this area from this mm-hmm. time. And another thing that happened, which was kind of a, a weird thing that the bell witch would do, a, a preacher has come over and is visiting the bells. And I think John said he missed the sermon. And the witch says, oh, this is what the sermon said and repeats the entire sermon verbatim. And the preacher goes, yep, that's exactly what I said, exactly the same way. Yes. Another time, uh, or uh, it was either another time or at the same time, someone had said that about another church somewhere else away, and she did the same thing for this church that wasn't even close to her. Well, I would say that the first church, again, falls under my heading of the fact that the other Bell children did hear that, and maybe they were just really damn good at remembering, or there was one bell kid that was actually good at remembering. Because if you remember, the voice took on four different voices later on, and there were four older bell kids that around the same age that would have been perfect to say yes and each other into a bigger ghost story. That's true. That is true. It all feeds into your master plan. <laughs> Masturbation. That's always your master plan. <laughs> all the time with this guy. <laughs> oh, are we talking? Because I was just jerking it. <laughs> That's what this podcast has been about. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Well, uh, thanks so much. For, uh, I think that we've we've covered this. Uh, pretty well and uh, we did a lot of research on this one and and uh, had a lot of fun with it threw a lot of that out and this bullshitted which is great yes, we did. yeah um, it is the Halloween episode it is the final episode of this season of rotten mornings uh, is there anything else you guys want to say to the people out there on this Halloween morning I want to say thank you to everybody that yes. has listened to this. And I want to assure you that just because we are leaving in this facilitation, we will be back in a completely different facilitation and we will continue to be the same entertaining uh, powerhouse, dare I say, that we always have been <laughs> and will be. Oh, oh, you're free to say that we're a powerhouse. Uh, I'll also say that I'm thin and pretty. <laughs> I would like to say, have a wonderful, happy, and rotten Halloween. Guys, where are we going to be tonight? We're going to be at the chicken house. Y'all come out to the chicken house. Come to the chicken house. Come hang out with us. Come be rotten. And we, we promise you guys, you might not know what the situation is, but this Halloween at the chicken house is a big deal for us. A very big deal for us. So please come out there. Please support them. It will be memorable. For sure. And you might you might not know what we're talking about. You might not have any idea, but we promise you that being at the chicken house on Halloween, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else to support that family and show them how much they mean to us. And we would love if you came out there and did the same with us, guys. Yeah. Come out. And have a happy Halloween, have a rotten morning, and stay rotten. Stay rotten, guys. Stay rotten.
This has been Rotten Mornings. We hope you've enjoyed listening. If you enjoyed things that you've heard here, please check us out online at facebook.com slash R-O-T-N Alabama. We are Rotten Reviews. Thank you.